Okay. Welcome, my friends, to Nick Flanagan Weekly, the home of native land. Welcome again to Nick Flanagan Weekly. It's what I wrap my hand around and send to you. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, the only podcast in North America hosted by a comedian. I'm very proud to say I invented the concept. My name is Nick well-dressed today in wrinkled clothing, but good clothing. My sleeves are wet. Don't worry about it. Today's Monday. The week begins anew. Life is renewed. It's rainy as hell out there where I'm at. I have a cat that goes out. And, uh, He doesn't venture far, so hopefully it'll work out well for him. But I only say that because... uh, I only bring him up because it's kind of weather today where the cat looks outside and says, "Uh, No thank you. Uh Uh-uh. Don't want to do it. You know what? I'll just stay home and uh, butt my head against the wall. What would you do? If you walked into your house and your beloved cat was butting their head against the wall. Like some sort of deranged ex-boyfriend. You know what I'd do? I'd pick up that cat and I'd say no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'd say no, cat. Let me pet your head. Do not hit your head. And if it kept doing it, I'd buy it a little football helmet and then I'd buy an entire football uniform for the damn thing then I'd get in touch with other cat owners in the neighborhood and try to start a football team with cats and then we'd film it and then people would say you know there's already the kitten bowl and I'd say no you're thinking of the puppy bowl and they'd say no I think it's the kitten bowl I said, no, it's the puppy bowl. And we'd have this back and forth about uh, whether or not the animal football game that happens at the same time as the Super Bowl was with cats or dogs. And no, I don't want you writing back to me outlining this. I want this to be something that remains a mystery to me for the rest of my life. Which, if according to... It should be another nine minutes of life that I have. Um... I'm Nick. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y dot com. And uh, you can let me know what you think of the show. I'd love to know. Apparently I have like over 5,000 listens now. We're closing in on 5,300, which it's been three months. For me, that's good. I don't know. I don't know what your other podcasts, how they're doing, but you know this. I'm I'm comfortable with that, and I really want to grow it. Uh, So if you're joining the podcast for now, um, if you look at the Podbean for the show, there is 
a slight money raising thing, but I'd rather you <coughs> that you just went to bandcamp.com and nickflanagan.bandcamp.com specifically and ordered a copy of my album. Not important. I have a comedy album out. I do stand up. Yesterday I did stand up with uh, A.L. Senior and Kurt Newman um, playing music. I, uh, not not with me, but actually, they're both amazing musicians. The Nashville Minimalism Unit is is Kurt's thing. He was playing with wonderful musicians yesterday, and they uh, played a long piece, and it was just so cool. And A.L. turned to me and said, "This is therapy." And I would have to agree with him. And AL performed and was just like, did this amazing guitar stuff, solo um, acoustic guitar um, with a bit of pedal work. And that was like just so good. And then I went up and did this um, interview piece, actually, where I get someone from the audience to ask me questions that I've written. And that was what AL did. AL was the person who asked me questions. And... Uh, it was really fun, and uh, it really keeps me in the moment doing that that bit, and, and I've really enjoyed doing it around town lately. And if, I think I might have good audio of it, so if it's good enough audio, I'll post it at the end of an episode sometime. And it's looking like we'll have a great guest this week. So that's exciting. To me. Anyway, um... Yeah, the show yesterday was just so amazing. I hadn't done comedy for a week, and I, getting to do 20, 25 minutes, messing around, trying stuff out, building on jokes to a small, receptive audience. Oh, my God, I could do that all the time. And, fr and getting a little bit of money, too. Not a lot, but a little. This is where I'm at with comedy. It's like, unless I'm getting, like, even 10 bucks, I don't really want to do your show. Maybe I can try things out at a free show or if it's a friend's show you know like where you don't get paid that's another thing but you know I just am I have so much to do so many different interests right now so many pursuits I just can't justify going out to some bar and doing the same thing that I've been doing you know all week to hammer it home I'd rather go on tour and do it in country, city to city hone it that way you know I, this is just a crossroads I've reached you know where it just uh, I mean first of all at stand up if I were talking like this on stage people would be like where are you going with this in a podcast people are like well, I like the backing music I don't care what this guy's saying. So the, the podcast is providing a catharsis and even a comedic uh, end of things as well as a bit of a sophist more sophisticated means of expression. That's not to say that, that it's the same thing at all. I think they're different and I think they're both really fun. But you know, doing the podcast four times a week has, has given me a lot of um, peace, tranquility, happiness and love as well as computer time which I just can't get enough computer time so thank you for having me on the show yesterday We're, I'm going to be on the show in November 
uh, at the Transac, I don't know what date it is, with AL, someone else, and, uh, you know, you should really come out to one of these shows They're in the, if you're in Toronto. They're in the afternoon, three to five. They're just a really good time so far, and, and they're very intimate, and they're Transac's cute front room. They've been such a big part of, of coming back to the city and feeling good for me, and oh my, me, oh my, how I thank them. I hung out with a dog this weekend, Ripley the dog. Scary. <laughs> dogs are great, but dogs are scary. They want to eat everything. You know, they're eating bugs, they're eating bags, they're eating from the bog if you leave the seat open. The bog's what they call the bathroom in some parts of the world. But I love them so with their cute eyes and their affection. Just someone do something about the mouth smell. No, the dog actually had a good mouth smell and she's very cute. And if you want to see a picture, I will post a picture of the dog named Ripley. Did Punk Door all last week? Last week felt like a I did so much last week. And I still feel like I have stuff left to do. Last week, doing the door at the punk shows was uh, funny. I did one regular-style local rock show. The next day, I did the door for a punk karaoke night. day after that, a band called Terror, and another band called Harm's Way, and a band called Candy. All played... And then Saturday, it was a Toronto old-school hardcore night. All, like, four or five little-known but highly respected Toronto hardcore bands of the 1980s played. Each show is different. The karaoke one was just like a party. A friend of mine named Luke... Uh, who actually calls into the best show sometimes, did just a killer version of Cowboy by uh, Thin Lizzy. And um, it was really fun seeing the punk fest. Maybe I mentioned this the last time uh, I did an episode, but just I have so many friends from so many years, and uh, I only saw a smidgen of <laughs> A smidgen, I say. Well, I was... Uh, at the festival but it was really good to see them and it, it was just you know reinforcing the fact that I have at least somewhat of a history and that's nice and yeah men and women were it was a pay what you can show they cre- cruised through the front I'll tell you the dudes were just sliding in hapless not paying attention to the fact there was a door person asking for money. Every woman paid. This is anecdotal demographics for me. Let me know what you think of these demographics. Why did that happen? Women, do you feel more obliged to pay for things? Men, do you feel less obliged? I love sneaking into stuff. Oh my god, one of the most recent sneaks I just did was at this bar I was at meeting my friends at there was like a separate room that was like somebody's birthday or something and there was a band playing and it wasn't really there was no security so I just went in and watched the band and there was like food everywhere so I started eating the food and I got like familiar overly familiar with the food 
And I was like, what a good room. Well, let's come back to this room later. And then near the end of the night, I snuck in the room and all the food was gone. There was like some, you know, Mentos or something in a bowl. So I started eating some of that. And this lady comes up to me and she's like, hey, what are you doing here? Do I know you? And I'm like, no, no, you don't. She's like, this is my party. You got to go. It's like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't like, okay. I was actually like, you're being rude. You are being rude. And then I left. And I was like, was she being rude? I mean, I definitely wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> but I'm sorry I'm eating your Mentos. I'm sorry your birthday is just so important to you that everyone's got to get kicked out. Nightmare human beings. I wouldn't kick someone out of my birthday party if they were eating my food and didn't, my Mentos and I didn't know them. I'd say, join the fray. Join the conga line. Every one of my birthdays has had a conga line. stuff's kind of sounding too good for royalty free as well book time let me tell you about the books i'm i had one of those the 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 library is a wonderful service but what happens with me in the library is i always get too excited and then i put books on hold and i think well they're not all gonna arrive at the same time and then they all arrive at the same time and then i've got like Seven books I've got to deal with. Seven books. That's more than I read in in total in all of 2016. I did not read seven books. There's no way. Probably 17. Also, 2017, specifically. These are the books on my to-read list. Then and Now, Toronto Nightlife History by Denise Benson. A short history of uh, the 15... Influential Clubs from 1975 to 2015. Great story of different clubs over the years, and um, it's nice reading about the city I grew up in and uh, where certain bars are and the fact they have a lot more history than just the newest bar or those condos. There is no bars. It's a condo now, a location. And the story of how um, party life kind of how it migrates through a city and how the gay dance nights um, helped shape the sound of the city so yeah that book I would definitely recommend I've read the most of that book and then I've just started profitable podcasting grow your business expand your platform and build a nation of true fans a nation I don't think so you know what I want the world Chico and everything in it. Profitable podcasting. Started reading the book. There's a religious element to the book I wasn't expecting. And it's definitely geared towards small businesses. So it's definitely like, who do you want your clients to be? I don't, how's my podcast having clients? I don't even know why I got this book. It was basically just to find out how to make a podcast work. And now it's like, who are your top 10 business leader idols? Well, um, uh, not, not Ray Kroc, but probably the guy who came up with the McChicken idea. 
Although that might have been Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc being the founder of McDonald's. Or whatever. Who else is a business idol? Um, Steven Spielberg? I don't know. I'm just saying. It's... And then actually, <laughs> the cover of the book is the world, and it has like headphones on. <laughs> anyway, you know the book's weird when it uses Joel Osteen as like an example of someone who's like an amazing business leader. I mean, he's right, but he's creepy. So that's a book I'm reading, and then the two that I've came come in from the library that I haven't read are Entrepreneurial You. How to make money through multiple income streams. So I'll find that out, and I really hope there's a section on Bitcoin. Because that's what I'm starting to think I want to get into. Trauma and Recovery, that's the final book. By Judith Herman, MD. Universally recognized as a classic in the field of psychology. In a new afterword, for this edition, Judith Herman describes the controversy that has surrounded her work, the new research that has emerged in her field, and the far-reaching implications that this book has had in trauma situations around the world. Trauma is a fascinating thing, isn't it? One person's mountain is another person's molehill. One person's molehill is another person's mountain. I just think, as some of the listeners may be aware, I've uh, been diagnosed as an adult with ADHD. I don't think of it like a label like an alcoholic. I don't think of it like a label like bipolar. I just think of it as a brain that I have. But I would say that if you have an alcoholic gene or bipolar genes... Just think of them as something that you have. And I would say that the hypersensitivity of ADHD is is one of the uh, hallmarks of it. I certainly have that. And what that means is uh, some things that we perceive as traumatic are uh, not perceived by many others that way. Whether it's discouragement or rejection. I've definitely taken rejection before as world crushing. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that Romeo and Juliet had ADHD. It's the only explanation for what happened. So, I'm not sure I can credit any large-scale traumas by the standards of, I don't know, your average weepy movie. But I, you know, I have felt a lot of things in my life, and that's why I'm reading this book. It was actually recommended in uh, one of the books I've discussed before, Driven to Distraction by Hallowall and Rady. And yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about today. Just kind of easing you into your week with a little group of thoughts. Some things. Honestly, if you want this, if you want to, me to answer questions, I haven't gotten one for a minute, so email me a question or comment. I'll read it on air. I have a dream of somebody's I'm actually going to read on air, I think, pretty soon. 
But um, yeah, send me them. If do you want me to ask you something more general so that you can give me questions, I'll figure it out. Thank you for listening last week because that was quite a stressed out week for me. It was really hard to do the podcast, but I did manage to pull them off and that felt really good. Instagram, Nick Flanagan Weekly, Twitter, Nick Flanagan Weekly. Pick up my album if you can. If you want to support the podcast, a great way to do it is just tell a friend and subscribe on iTunes, please, and leave a review and rate it and all that stuff because I really want people to notice this and maybe like it because I like doing it. All right, have a great week. I'll talk to you tomorrow.